Hey guys, Darren Bentley here. And before we get started, I wanted to make a special announcement. We have officially opened registration for the Private Money Conference, which is a three-day live event where you will learn directly from Jay and his team how to raise thousands of dollars in private money to fund all of your real estate deals. Now, in today's changing market, more and more people are losing out to other investors because most of those investors have the cash to fund these deals. Did you know that you are missing out on 87% of the real estate deals out there because you don't have access to private money? Sadly, most real estate investors don't even know this is the reason why they continue to lose deal after deal. And with everything that's happening in the market today, you absolutely need every advantage available to you. And having access to unlimited amounts of private money is your big advantage. So to register for this live event, head over to jconnor.com forward slash event. Again, that is jconnor.com, J-A-Y-C-O-N-N-E-R.com forward slash event, where you will be able to lock in your seat for this live in-person three-day event, which takes place June 12th, 13th, and the 14th in beautiful North Carolina. But you got to be fast because there are a limited number of seats, and when they are gone, they're gone. So again, to take advantage of this incredible event and to learn how to raise all the private money you'll ever need directly from Jay Connor and his team, head over to jayconnor.com forward slash event. Again, that is jayconnor.com, J-A-Y-C-O-N-N-E-R.com forward slash event. Now let's get into today's episode. Are you a brand new real estate investor and you're trying to still get your first deal, but you can't because you don't have the funding? Or are you a wholesaler? You've collected some assignment fees, um, but you want to stay in some deals and you haven't been able to because you don't have the money to fund your deals. Or are you a seasoned real estate investor and you just want more funding at super cheap interest rates? Well, if you answered yes to any of those questions, don't go anywhere because I'm getting ready to plug you into the money. Well, welcome to another episode of the Private Money Academy podcast, Real Estate Investing with Jay Connor. I'm Jay Connor, your host, also known as the Private Money Authority, and I'm so excited to have you tuning in and listening here to the show. We've got another amazing show lined up for you today. I always have amazing guests on here, and today is no exception. But before I introduce my special guest, I've got an absolutely free gift for you that you can download and start learning right away all about private money, how to get it. The name of this guide that I just published as of like three days ago, it's called Seven Reasons Why Private Money Will Skyrocket Your Real Estate Business and Help You Build Incredible Wealth. You definitely want to download this. It'll get you started on private money if you're brand new. If you've already used private money and you are seasoned real estate investors, you're going to learn even more about private money in this fantastic guide. You can download it absolutely free by going to www.jayconner.com forward slash money guide. 
That's money guide, one word, M-O-N-E-Y-G-U-I-D-E. Jay Conner, J-A-Y-C-O-N-N-E-R.com forward slash money guide. And that will get you plugged into the private money. I'm not talking hard money. I'm not talking institutional money. I'm not talking banks. I'm talking about true private money where you actually get to bring home a big check every time you even buy a property. So be sure and check that out. Well, my guest today is the owner of multiple companies. He's the owner of a company called JS2 Homes. Another company is called Open Letter Marketing. And I love to talk about marketing, as you know. And another company uh, that is called Invelo. Well, my guest has got extensive experience in all facets of real estate investing. He's done a ton of rehabbing like I have. He's done new construction. Uh, he's done wholesaling. He's done multifamily condo conversions. And most of this real estate investing has done has been in and around the Boston area. And he actually started back in 2011. So he's been at this quite a while. Well, he founded the company Open Letter Marketing in 2016. And that's with a focus on providing thousands of real estate investors all across the country with a much more effective direct-to-seller marketing approach than, say, other outdated methods. And I can't wait to talk to my guest about that. Now, his other company, Invelo, or, um, or excuse me, uh, still talking about open letter marketing, is now recognized as one of the top real estate investor marketing companies. And it was ranked 814 out of 5,000 fastest growing companies uh, and that's the ink list. Well, his newest venture in Velo is the next generation software that spans an investor's full sales and marketing cycle. So the aim of this software, the aim of this platform is to provide real estate investors with a well-designed, high-powered platform to pull lists, to accurately segment, segment prospects execute full marketing campaigns, track leads and deals, and provide a full analytics on the business as a whole. So my guest has really got this dialed in. I'm so excited to have him on. So welcome to the show, my friend and guest, Justin Silverio. Welcome to the show, Justin. Hey, Jay. Thank you so much for having me on. I appreciate it. Absolutely. I'm glad to have you, Justin. So um, as I said there in the opening, you're up there in the Boston area. Well, take us all the way back to the beginning. What in the world at the very beginning got you involved in real estate? Yeah. Um, so back in the beginning, 2011, I was actually working full time in Boston at my um, accounting position in um, private equity. And I loved the industry, but I knew I always wanted to do something different. I wanted to be kind of in the front end of deals, uh, but I just didn't know where or how that would come into play. And then I found about real, found out about real estate investing through maybe it was HGTV, all the shows and all that. And I found that it was really interesting because I understood numbers really well. But my father, who is a general contractor for about 35 years, knew construction. So I was fascinated by that. And I asked my father if he wanted to get together and start buying properties. And he was like, absolutely, let's do it. So we found our first property in 2011. And since then, we started just expanding and uh, getting into full-on renovating uh, single-family homes. That's awesome. That's awesome. So if you had to guess, about how many uh, single-family houses have you rehabbed? 
I've probably done to date probably 50 or 60. Nice. Minimum. Yeah. Yeah, very yep. good. Well, you probably end up going to one or two seminars in that process that you didn't plan on attending, right? That's right. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> I think we all go through that. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. So uh, you've been doing this you know, for quite a while. And one thing that you're really good at really is perfect timing for this show. You know, the, the most challenging thing that I hear from other real estate investors these days is the challenge in finding mm-hmm. deals. The Absolutely. challenge in finding deals. You know, there's no deals to speak of in the multiple listing service because there's no inventory. Mm-hmm. Um, bank-owned properties, REOs, I foresee them starting to open up this year, but they really haven't started to open up that much. So like myself, like the majority of the deals that I'm buying are off market. They're not in the multiple listing service. We're buying them straight, uh, most of them straight from the owners of the properties. Mm -hmm. So let's dive into that subject. What is your favorite and best ways for finding deals today that's working in today's market? So I've always been a firm believer, even from the very beginning, um, just stepping back, like even in 2011, deals were much easier to come by than they are today. Um, but, and a lot of people back then relied on the MLS, relied on other real estate agents or wholesalers. But I knew that to create a successful business, I needed to be in charge of my deal flow. So I wanted to have full control over and over that. And I knew the right way to do that was going direct to seller, as you just mentioned. So through that time, um, I always focused on uh, direct mail. That was always my ori- original form of marketing. And to date, that's how I'm still getting uh, most all of my deals is through direct mail. Um, there are so many benefits to direct mail that I really enjoy and um, feel that it provides a much bigger benefit over other marketing aspects, uh, which I can absolutely go into. Yeah, well, let's go into that. What are the benefits that direct mail has that some other marketing um, strategies don't. Yeah. So especially in today's market with TCPA, one, you don't have any restrictions or uh, regulations around that. I know text messaging, cold calling, ringless voicemail, they all right now are, um, you know, looked upon through the industry and their TCPA is really cracking down on your ability to do any of those forms. So direct mail one doesn't have any of that, those issues. So you don't have to deal with that. Uh, number two, you're, if you curate a list and you have the, pro, uh, the individuals, uh, the sellers mailing address, when you send a mail piece, it is going to get to them. Whether or not they open, that's, a, that's another um, question or different strategy that you have to go into. But you're directly getting access to them where phone number and email, it could be the wrong information. The other thing is that direct mail is the only form of marketing that has staying power. It's a physical piece. And my most profitable deals come from people that have held on to my mail piece for months or even years, and they call me back. And when they call me back, literally within five or 10 seconds of them calling me and me asking them, um, you know, when the last time I sent a mail piece was to them for and why they're calling me now at this point, I know I understand their motivation because they're telling me why their time and circumstance has changed. And now they're calling me back. Makes a lot of sense. So let's talk about the list. You know, there's all kinds Mm -hmm. of lists, different kinds of lists that um, 
a real estate investor can get. Um, they can stack list, you know, yep. stack different, you know, motivations. So share with us, uh, share with me and our listeners, um, what's your secret sauce on, yep. on, on list? <laughs> this is a good top, a very, very good topic because I think a lot of investors don't spend a lot of time or focus on their list. They try to go into list source or whatever data provider that they can pull a general list and then start marketing to it. When I, when in order to market properly and be very effective, you need to get really good and have a really good list. So from that point, um, I look at lists of having, there's two types of lists, general lists and niche lists. And general lists are the ones that absentee, equity, unknown equity, related party, like there's a lot of different types of lists, trust lists. So my objective and the way that I do things is I pull as many general lists and as many niche lists as I can and bring them together. Um, and there is many different niche lists, and I'm happy to talk about those. But generally, I, I bring all of those lists together. I not only stack them, but I also look at how many um, lists or which records are on multiple lists and which lists are they on? Because if they're on three lists, but they're all low quality lists, then yeah, that might be okay. But if they're on three really high quality lists, that tells me a different story. So what I do is I analyze how many lists that they're on and which type of lists that they are on. And then I segment them into high, medium and low quality uh, prospects. And then from there, I have a strategy for each one of those segments on how I'm going to market to them. Um, because at the end of the day, I can still, you can still have a marketing budget, but how you allocate that budget to your different prospects is what's really going to increase your ROI on your marketing spend. So that's kind of my strategy or how I go about building lists and creating that marketing strategy for each one. It makes a lot of sense. Well, Justin, our listeners are already asking the question. I can already hear them asking the question. <laughs> and that is, do you have a done for you service that does that for other real estate investors? Or do you only do that for yourself? Uh, so that is what Invelo essentially is going to be doing. And that's why we've created it. We've had so many questions like that at Open Letter Marketing because we do fulfill, fulfill direct mail. And people are like, I just want you to do it for us. And building less, curating, identifying, segmenting takes time and experience and understanding. Um, so over the years, this is one of the big reasons why I wanted to create a platform where, you know, just one aspect of it could be helping build lists and segmenting lists and do it in a way that's um, as easy as possible, intuitive for a user. So not only can they do it themselves, but they'll learn and understand how they do it so they can build a better business. That's awesome. So you've got Envelo that gets the list. Right. Mm -hmm. And then you've got open letter marketing that actually fulfills the direct mail. Right. Yes. Yeah. So open letter is built into Envelo. So you can do everything right on that platform. Um, so with the with the uh, list building um, piece of it, you know, we aggregate data and property data all over the country. And we have the full property data set for all of the U.S. So we can pull all different types of lists. And again, the, the goal of the platform is not to just be able to provide this, but do it in an intuitive way 
and build in best practices so people don't have to reinvent the wheel and can we can guide them through the process on what, really how to build a good uh, deal flow. What does the learning process look like for someone that is just getting the Envelo app? Yeah, so we have we we focused very heavily on the onboarding process because again, there is a lot of sophistication that goes into it. So we have done our best to absolutely remove that and do a step-by-step guided um, tour so people can either import their own lists or build their own build lists right inside the platform. Um, so we do that in a way that it's only a, a few steps for them to actually build their own list, get it into their prospects database and be segmenting. Gotcha. How often is the data updated? Daily. Daily. Every gotcha. single day. We get, we have, we have uh, information that gets into our database. Yeah. Every single day. So if there's a sale if there is a you know a new construction that it was land and now it's new construction, we get all that information aggregated daily. So during the onboarding process uh, for a new user of the Envelo app, um, does that process teach the real estate investor what the best type of list are to use for their area? Yeah, good question. We not only so. Our goal with Envelo is not to build a software, just a software platform. We want to create like a community education as part of it. So we've actually spent a great deal of time and energy on the education side. So you not only have this software, but we have education that teaches you going from knowing nothing about real estate investing all the way through understanding what list to pull, how to do marketing strategy, how to talk to sellers, how to put together contracts how to structure deals, all of that, the full sales cycle. And then within that training, we teach you real estate education, but also how Envelo, the software platform, can help you in the process. So all of the lists, how you pull it, everything is um, provided in the education um, that you can utilize Envelo for. Gotcha. Is it like video tutorials? Yes, video tutorials. Uh, we have downloadable, um, you know, links and resources, um, but we also pull in, you know, experts uh, in the industry to talk about other types of education, and they can learn from those people as well. Gotcha. Uh, from your experience, how often um, do you recommend mailing to the same list that you've pulled before you update the list? Yep. Good question. Um, and that's, that's a big question that I, we get a lot is how frequently should I be updating my list? Here's my, my philosophy. When you pull a list and you've identified properly that it's a good property and it's a high quality, uh, prospect, I will never take that prospect off of my list. I will add to my list. I'll continue to add to my list, but I'll never remove somebody unless they tell me, they never want to receive anything from me again, or they sold their house. Those are the only two reasons why I would take them off my list. Otherwise, they'll get mail from me or mar- I'll start marketing to them uh, for years and years. Interesting. I've never heard anybody take that approach, and it makes it makes a lot of sense. I mean, if it's a if it's a hot prospect and it's been pr- and it's proven in your data yeah. that it's hot, then that's great. Yeah. The, so, the other big piece of that is. Um, you know, when people ask, how do you, how, how often should I update my list? The other, 
because that is such a sticking point, not only that's a sticking point, but also people are like, well, how do I know if a property sold? Like, how do I, I want to remove them off and don't market to them anymore because they already sold their house. They're not going to, the new person's not going to want to sell anymore. That's the other thing that, you know, Envelo does so well is that when you build your own list within Envelo, we will automatically bring new records into your prospects database that meet that criteria. So you never have to pull that list again. It automatically refreshes that information. Similarly, if somebody sells their property, it will automatically detect that in your prospects database and kick them off your prospects database into remove so you don't continue to market to them. And it automatically will kick them off the marketing for you um, so you don't even have to think about that. That is fantastic. Now, from your experience, um, do you ever send the same type direct mail pieces or the same exact piece to the same list? Or how often do you switch up the pieces that they receive? Good, good question. Um, so generally what I do is any type of marketing that I do, whether it's direct mail or, you know, ringless voicemail or texting, I always vary the message in the marketing piece because a one single marketing piece will not, um, will not, somebody's not going to respond to it the same as everyone else. Everyone's going to have their own imp different impression on when they receive a marketing piece. So I always vary it up. Sometimes I'll go with a postcard. Sometimes I'll go with a letter or a professional letter versus a handwritten letter. But the goal is for me is to create a conversation with the seller. Whatever marketing that I do, I always look at it as if I'm building rapport with the seller before I even talk to them. So when they call me, they already have an understanding of who I am, what they do, and they feel more of a connection because I am creating a conversation with them through my different marketing pieces that I'm sending to them. How um, often do you mail them? Once a month? Uh, so, how often? Yeah, depending on where they are, my high, medium, low quality, my high quality prospects, I'll mail every four to six weeks where my low quality um, records, I might mail to them maybe every two to three months. Gotcha. Does the Envelo app keep up with what's high, what's medium and what's low and how often they should get the mail piece? Yes. So um, everything within Envelo, you can track high, medium and low prospects, um, you know, stacking and all that. And you can have different marketing strategies. So as you bring more prospects into your database, they're automatically updated um, on which uh, quality they, that they are, and they can automatically be kicked into your marketing campaigns. So it does, it's done automatically for you. Gotcha. And do you prefer postcards, sealed envelopes, um, all the above, none of the above, and, <laughs> and, why, and why? So for my area specifically, letters work much better than postcards. And the only reason I know that is because I've tested um, a lot. I've done a big, big split test to ensure that. Um, now, I can't say that for every area. Every single market is going to be different. Um, I have We have a ton of customers where postcards will provide just as good as a result as letters. So why should they pay more money on letters when postcards are working really well for them? Um, so my uh, belief is that you should always test your market and you get the information to identify whether postcards or letters are hitting better than the other. Um, because obviously postcards are much cheaper than letters. So if you're getting twice the response rate of letters, and but letters only cost 
30 or 40% more, then letters probably is still going to be um, a better way to go, even though it's more money, you're getting more responses off of them. Um, but I'll also vary it up. So my high quality prospects, I'm going to, I'm willing to spend more money on them. So I'm willing to spend, to, to hit them with letters more frequently, but my lower quality prospects, I might only hit them with postcards and not really hit them with letters because I want to keep my marketing spend for those people much lower. So how would you define, um, what, what does a high, a high quality prospect look like and what does a low quality prospect look like? So a low quality prospect would be somebody that maybe is just on one list and maybe it's a general list, like an equity list, all that they, you Mm -hmm. know, the prospect, the only reason they're, they're on my prospect database is because they have equity in their property. There's no sign. There's no um, indication that they're motivated to sell. They just have equity in their house. So for me, that's a low quality prospect. Somebody that's a high quality prospect, they could still have, be on an equity list and an absentee list, driving for dollars list, and maybe a tax lien list, right? The more lists that they're on, and not only that, the more niche lists like my tax lien list and my driving for dollars list, um, when they're on multiple niche lists, that's when I actually qualify them as a high quality prospect because there is an indication that they either are motivated to sell or their property is in a condition that needs renovation. We know what driving for dollars is, but how does someone get on your driving for dollars list? Real quick, y'all, you guys already know that I don't run any ads on this and I don't sell anything. And so the only ask I can ever ask of you guys is that you help me spread the word so we can help more real estate investors make more money, feed their families, and have the private money they need to fund their deals. And the only way we can do that is if I ask you to rate and review and share this podcast. So the single thing that I ask you to do is you can just leave a review. It'll take you 10 seconds or one type of the thumb. It would mean the absolute world to me. And more importantly, it may change the world of someone else. So we drive around um, neighborhoods to, um, to look for properties that are run down. So okay, have- so that's, you're, you're creating your own list for that in yes. your own area. Yeah, so the niche list like tax liens, driving for dollars, I mean, fire damaged house, um, water shutoff list, all of those lists I look at as niche lists because um, they're more specific. And generally, it usually requires a little bit more time intensive to get those lists. Um, even for tax lien lists, I don't pull them right from, you know, a data aggregator. I'll actually go and email my uh, my town department, treasury department, to ask them for their tax lien list because it's the it's the source data um, where you can get that information. So it's the best quality data. Doesn't cost any money. It does take some time to get it, and you have to you know scrub the list down and all that. But it's amazing, amazing um, information. Makes a lot of sense. You may have answered this question to some degree, so I just want to throw it out there just overall. What would you say are the, the key steps, step-by-step, step, that an investor should take to market direct to sellers? Mm-hmm. Um, so again, we talked, about, uh, we talked about building lists. So that's step one is to make sure you're curating a really good list and then split them or segment them into your high, medium, and low quality prospects. 
Um, from there, you want to build out a marketing strategy. And when I look at a, a marketing strategy, um, for high quality lists, I want to hit them more often. So generally, we like to look at um, a marketing um, strategy as a campaign. So at, with Open Letters specifically as well, we have a four to six touch campaign that cycles through different letters, different materials to actually have a conversation with the seller. So it's very easy to uh, set up a list and be able to execute through those four to six segment series. Um, so that's generally how I look at it. Again, the time between each mailer is gen generally about four weeks to six weeks. Um, so you can set your cadence and then you can automatically um, start sending them through that. I got you. Do you think a real estate investor's mindset is really important to their success? And does that have anything to do with sending out direct mail letters direct to sellers? <laughs> uh, yes, 100%. So whether people are new to marketing or actually jumping to the next step and going um, even bigger on marketing. Marketing is kind of that piece when you when you are starting to spend money on marketing and you're uncertain whether or not you're going to get results. Most people, that scares the daylights out of them. So what happens in, we see it all the time. What happens is that after a few weeks of not getting any deals or even a few months of not getting a deal, people get nervous and just stop. Even though they could be, you know, a day away from getting their first deal, they just stop because they get too nervous and uh, about the unknown. So I think marketing mindset is one of the most critical things to make sure people are successful. And people have to understand, like, if you want to scale your business or get to the next level, you have to spend money on direct-to-seller marketing, especially in this um, market that we're in right now. So your ability to get past that uncertainty is going to set you up for success and make sure that you, um, you, you hit your goals and your target. And we always say that people should have a good understanding that um, when you're starting with direct-to-seller marketing, um, you should be looking at a four to six month horizon and understand that, you know, it takes time to build momentum with any type of marketing. So give yourself four to six months and, and just um, make sure that you're consistent throughout the four to six months. That is the most important thing with any type of marketing is consistency. So as long as they have that understanding, you know, it could take four to six months being consistent head down and, and just continue to uh, push through. Um, I guarantee most people um, are very successful in, in completing that. Well, you know, you said a word, Justin, or at least I heard you say it. Maybe you didn't, but this word came to mind. <laughs> and the key is what you just said. It's consistent yes. marketing, consistent yep. marketing. Like you got to have it all the time. Mm -hmm. I, you know, I tell, uh, I tell my students all the time and I practice the same thing. If you don't have consistent marketing going out all the time, you're not in business. Right. You're, you're just not in business. So you hit the nail on the head. So I know our listeners are dying to know how they can learn about the uh, Invelo app and um, the open letter marketing. So what's the next step for our listeners to find out about all that? Yeah. So if people want to learn more about uh, direct mail, direct to seller marketing, uh, they can go to openlettermarketing.com. And, you know, I always, when I started open letter marketing, I just didn't want to fulfill direct mail. 
Like I am an investor and I think it's so important of educating people, um, especially new investors or investors that are looking to grow their business. So if they call in, um, you know, our sales team, we always make sure that they are the best. They understand the strategies that I use in my own investment company so that they can properly help um, other investors and make sure that they're getting the right guidance. Um, we always, we never, we don't always, um, you know, tell people to go through direct mail. If we learn more about their business and we don't think it's the right fit, we'll be very honest with them. We're not looking to just, you know, get orders from people. So uh, for direct mail, they can go to openlettermarketing.com. If they want more information on Invelo, um, that is going to be launching in March. So uh, they can go to enveloapp.com and learn all about Envelo and what that's going to be, um, what that's going to entail. Again, it's not just the software. It's really a full-on um, education platform, community platform with the software built in because we want to give everyone um, the exposure on how to scale and how to grow their business. That's awesome. So, yeah, one more time there on the uh, websites, uh, folks, you can go to www.enveloapp.com, and that's spelled I N V as in Victor, E L O, Envelo, I N V as in Victor, E L O, app, A P P dot com. Um, again, that's launching in uh, March 2022. And uh, you can also uh, go to www.openlettermarketing.com, openlettermarketing.com and uh, get connected with Justin and his team. So, uh, wow, I have loved this conversation, Justin. You've got a fantastic service that all real estate investors need so badly. And uh, thank you for taking the time to come here on the show. I really appreciate it. This was great. Thank you so much, Jay. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. And I hope to see you uh, next month at our next mastermind meeting that you and I are a member of. Absolutely. And, um, and it's just great being in the mastermind with you as well. Justin, thank you so much. Thank you. There you have it, folks. Another episode of the Private Money Academy podcast, Real Estate Investing with Jay Connor. And it's been great having you here on the show. And I tell you what, we just really appreciate uh, feedback and reviews. Uh, we really appreciate uh, you subscribing, rating, reviewing us, giving us the five-star reviews. Love that. Love you for that. And if you happen to be watching us on YouTube, uh, be sure and tap that bell so uh, you can be notified when we come back on with our other amazing guests that we'll have in the future. So, so good to have you on here. I'm Jay Connor, wishing you all the best. Here's to taking your real estate investing business to the next level. And we'll see you right here on the very next Private Money Academy podcast. Mm -hmm.